Hi everyone, I am M. Tom Bash. I'm a research fellow at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center. And I am Rami Chapin, an assistant professor of instructional technology and learning sciences. We separated them into two categories. Innovations for medical, surgical, educational purposes or clinical purposes. If you are ready, let's get started with innovations for educational purposes. Medical education has changed focus to a more learner-centered model, placing learners at the center of innovation in training and over the past two decades. About today's first topic, I believe everyone knows what uh, an escape room is. An escape room is a time-bound immersive adventure experience. It is basically a room with hidden clues and keys where you're trying to get yourself out of before the time ends. And activities typically include a variety of sequential puzzles or can be adapted into an escape box challenge where participants work to successfully unlock a box. So it should be no surprise when I tell you that escape room needs teamwork. Since communication, teamwork and resilience all require active practice by healthcare teams, escape rooms or escape box exercises can help healthcare teams to develop and enhance those skills, as well as reinforce medical knowledge. Medical escape rooms have been utilized to teach and reinforce a variety of topics, including discussing cancer diagnosis, cardiovascular physiology, and flus and electrolytes. Despite appearing to be a superficial form of entertainment, escape room can be grounded in a sound educational theory, and when used effectively, acts as a low-cost, high-impact resource for a variety of learners. There are a lot of institutions adopting medical escape rooms to teach their residents, nursing staff, and other trainees how to recognize and respond to certain medical conditions like preeclampsia, sepsis, and patient safety. Texas Children's Hospital, the Woodlands, the University of Kansas Health System, Penn Presbyterian Medical Center, University of Minnesota are a couple of examples that have built a medical escape room to improve education among trainees. Luckily, there are a lot of publications from different institutions out there that publish their experience and how to guide. If you want to build a medical escape room, you can use this paper as a reference, which was published a couple months ago in April 2022 in the Medical Teacher Journal by Casey Davis and her colleagues. Now moving to our next topic, which is based on virtual reality. As definition, virtual reality is a simulated 3D environment that allows users to explore and interact with virtual surrounding in a way that looks like reality. The other term we need to know is metaverse which is an integrated network of 3D virtual worlds. These worlds are access to a virtual reality headset and users navigate a metaverse using their eye movements, feedback controllers, and voice commands. Tambay Group from Dubai, UAE, is the first to build a virtual hospital on a metaverse to interact with patients and to improve patient experience. Full-fledged virtual hospital will provide patients with an immersive experience in healthcare from the patient experience center to complete walkthrough of the hospital and service. With teleconsultation, just by using their virtual headsets, avatars will be able to visit multiple doctors working in a virtual clinic or get a second opinion from various healthcare professionals. Also, a virtual hospital will offer first aid and preventative health programs using AR, VR, and artificial intelligence softwares to educate patients and suggest treatment plans. Of course, VR applications in healthcare 
are not just limited to virtual hospitals. VR can be used to ease anxiety before procedures or during imaging or help pain post-operative. Even in some cases, VR can be used to reduce the need for sedation or general anesthesia during the minor surgical procedure. In 2018, Lucille Packard Children's Hospital Stanford as one of the first institutions to pilot VR capabilities in pediatric clinical settings, has expanded its VR program to help young patients in more places beyond the hospital. With over 150 use cases per month, Stanford Medicine Children's Health is home to one of the nation's largest VR programs. Their Childhood Anxiety Reduction Through Innovation and Technology Program, or CHARIOT in short, aims to take uh, existing technologies and create new ones to address unique needs of individual patients. A team of physicians, engineers, researchers, and child life professionals is currently piloting virtual reality experiences, new tablet-based apps, and interactive bedside projector-based games. And for the next part, I want to introduce a concept called Gamification. Gamification is the application of typical elements of game playing to other areas of activities, especially with tasks that are not enjoyable, um, such as in-depth safety training or, or compliance training to encourage um, engagement with a product or service. Lately, we see more and more gamification applications in healthcare. In this prospective randomized and controlled trial study from Seoul National University College of Medicine showed that VR experience of the preoperative process could reduce preoperative anxiety and improve compliance during anesthetic induction in children undergoing elective surgery and general anesthesia. Over the last decade, using different innovative technologies in healthcare has started directly affecting clinical practices too. And that brings us to our third poll question. We live in a world that is changing very quickly every day. There's nothing wrong with watching technique videos or getting lost in the textbook chapters. But in the digital age, I think the best thing we can do as healthcare professionals is probably using technology for the advantage of the patient. Today we have VR, digital twin, artificial intelligence technologies waiting for us to innovate. How we take care of our patients. There are different companies like Induvu which gives healthcare experts and educators a way to share their knowledge. Enduvo allows healthcare professionals to create a unique copy of their patient by using CT or MRI scans. Once the patient's digital twin is created, the surgeon can review it with a virtual headset before going into the case. The National Institute of Health, OSF Healthcare, and Children's Hospital of Illinois use Enduvo for training surgical teams, evaluating patient cases, research collaborations, and much more. On the other hand, Precision OS creates surgical simulations to accelerate skill acquisition or surgical readiness. It has established VR learning partnerships with about 29 medical institutions in North America, including University of Connecticut, University of Toronto, and University of British Columbia. Unfortunately, a significant percentage of surgical residents report they do not feel ready to independently perform procedures upon completion of their training. So VR training represents an accessible, cost-effective, and deliberate practice methodology to help surgeons reach a competency threshold or achieve surgical mastery. Good news for the institutions who are interested in exploring what Precision OS can offer. Because the FDA approved Precision OS Envision as a VR preoperative planning tool. 
The patented software to be available in early 2022 lets surgeons use an Oculus Quest 2 device to do preoperative planning. But that doesn't mean it hasn't been used yet. You may have seen on the news a couple weeks ago, surgeons used VR to separate twins with conjoined head in a 27 hour long surgery. These surgeons spend hours of training using VR projection with precision OS in vision and plan the operation while wearing an Oculus VR headset. The surgery's direction depended on Great Armand Street Hospital in London, while actual surgery was happening in Rio de Janeiro. This case is also a good example for telementoring. And one of the leaders in this field is Proximy. Proximy allows multiple people in remote locations to virtually interact in a way which mimics what they would experience if they were collaborating in the same operating room. Using artificial intelligence, machine learning, and augmented reality, clinicians can remotely interact in a live procedure or assessment from start to finish in a visually and intuitive way. It means they can physically show each other where to make an incision in real time or use physical gestures to illustrate a technique. M, I think we are ready for our last one. Do we want to go through a scenario? Great idea. So Rami, you're a surgeon in a pretty innovative hospital and their goal is to make patient care better every day. You saw your patient a couple weeks ago, did the imaging and used VR simulations for the pre-op planning and your patient is admitted the day of the surgery. You know that your hospital is trying to improve patient wristbands, which include patient health information, or in short, PHI, because especially for young patients like children and baby, um, wristbands can create problems. Wristbands are difficult to fasten, may irritate the skin, and must be rotated in order to be scanned. Also, they can be tighter than it's supposed to be, which can hurt the patient or too loose that you can lost. Today we will talk about innovating patient wristband by replacing them with sticker patient IDs by a company called Ideal. And the product that we're talking about today is their sticker patient ID called Identity Shield. Is a smart ID sticker to replace the hospital wristband and it is RFID enabled with an optical scanning option. RFID stands for radio frequency identification and it uses electromagnetic fields to automatically identify and track tags attached to the object. This sticker is made out of a very thin plastic material that's adhesive and non-reactive and hypoallergenic. It includes PHI like the first and last name, date of birth, weight, blood type or possible allergies and lasts for 7 days on patients. The common use is NICU, newborns and children due to the high loss rate of the wristbands, which is 12% in these populations. The Northwell system, which is New York State's largest healthcare system, has used the badge on over 30,000 patients between October 2019 and November 2020, mostly at the Lenox Health Hospital in New York City during the pandemic. According to the pilot study, patient, nurse, and clinical staff feedback was overwhelmingly positive and 80% of the clinicians prefer the IDN shield over traditional wristbands. And with the RFID layer, hospital staff can use NFC to read the badge without ever having to lift the patient's sleeve. 
Let's not confuse it with the popular term NFTs. NFC stands for Near Field uh, Communications and it's a set of communication protocols that enables communication between two electronic devices. Unlike Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, NFC interaction is limited to an extremely short range, a distance of four centimeters or an inch and a half or less. NFC has been a staple feature on smartphones for several years. The first Android device included NFC in 2010, and then Apple followed in 2014, which means NFC has been present since iPhone 6. So it's pretty easy to find devices to use NFC. In result, it's not surprising to see institutions like Children's Health in Dallas, Texas are now using Identity Shields after Northwell Health. We hope you liked our presentation where we tried to include innovations affecting different areas of healthcare from training to surgical planning to making patient care better. Thank you for joining us today.